If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Is everyone having a good Memorial Day weekend? Well, listen, we've got Roni back in our lives. Have you all watched the trailer for the reboot? Girls Trip is back. Listen, I've got so many thoughts on the reboot after watching the trailer. I've got so many thoughts on the cast for the reboot. All of that's coming. But today we share this never-before-heard chat. It was on our Patreon way back, but based on when you joined our Patreon level, I have a feeling most of you haven't heard this. So now that Roni is back in our lives, we had the pleasure of sitting down with Ebony K. Williams. Listen, I know you guys all have some thought about Ebony and this and that, but, I mean, she's amazing, but that's a whole nother story. Let me remain unbiased. You guys listen, share your own thoughts, but this chat happened when the wheels fell off the whole damn thing after season 13 and we had nowhere to go. So listen to this chat. I find it's interesting. I mean, especially I've got so many thoughts on Ramona being back. She makes great TV, but I have so many thoughts on, you know, we're getting rid of these people like Kristen and Jax and, and, and Ramona and now everyone's back in the mix. So that's a whole nother conversation. But this is so interesting in hindsight. This really was like in the height of when the wheels fell off the whole damn thing. I thought it was such a good time to share this with all of you. It was only, it's never been heard on our main feed, just Patreon. So let's get our Roni on and listen to this chat with Miss Ebony K. Williams. And is hindsight 2020, knowing what we all know now and knowing that Roni is back on our lives. Enjoy. Welcome back to part two of our sit down in studio with Miss Ebony K. Williams. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We just kind of talk about what filming the season was like. There were really no problems. If you think back to it, what really was the drama on the show? We really break that down. It's a really interesting chat because it almost... I personally didn't really realize there was no major drama on the show with Ebony until we had this whole discussion. So listen to that. We kind of set the scene of how there really was no drama on the show, and all of this started to just unfold once the season was airing, and Ebony was doing press, and everyone else was doing press, and then there was a public outcry, and people were saying, you know, season 13 wasn't their favorite, and then the ratings started to dip, and that has just led to mass hysteria in so many ways. So we kind of set the scene for all of that. Now we're going to continue that chat. And yes, we are going to confirm what has Ebony heard from producers? Has anyone heard anything from producers? And what is going on with Roni? I mean, it, are we going to see it back on air? And if so, when we get into all of that. So stay tuned for part two right now of our chat with Miss Ebony K. Williams. Right. So that was that. And then it was in these interviews. And that's what it was. They were saying... Mm-hmm. You said this, you said that. Yeah. Now I mean, you're trying to pay me one correct. way or what. And then I they mean, yeah. came out swinging. 
They came out swinging. And listen, now that I better understand the game, to this day, I'm not upset with Ramona or Lou or even Leah, you know. Um, the reason you're going to be saying Sonia, Sonia and I are very, like, very close still. Um, and there's a reason for that, which we can get to. But the other three of them, I think they felt I was a very viable threat to their, not their place on the show. I don't have that much power, obviously. But more so their positioning in kind of the public sphere, public's perception and kind of overall uh, goodwill, if you will, towards who they mean in this public world. And was that, so not the show, was that then just, because look, Ramona's been on for how many years? Luann, was that just because of race and where our world is and like this could paint me? I think so. And I think it was because it was coming from a black woman. Let me tell you my evidentiary point on that. Because I thought about this when it was like, all oh, this shit was so nasty. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, so let me get this straight. My castmate, dear Ramona Singers, pretty pissed at me. And her fan base was much worse than she, by the way. Um, still are, you know, off with my head for how dare I come for the Queen of Rome. They, I mean, they also come for me when I have yeah. you on my show. But oh my God. lots of people come for me on these, so that's okay. But I, I understand the fans. And they don't need to come for you unless you sit for them, first of all. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's okay. I get it now. So, you know, there's there was all that nastiness. And I'm like, now, tickle me this, David. Why am I the big bad housewife for even questioning? Because you got to remember, at no point did I say Ramona was a this or was a that on the show, right? It was always a, well, are you aligned with rights? It was questioning. It's a, it's a fucking deposition. I'm trying to, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a digging of information so I can better understand who you are at your heart and core so I can evaluate where our friendship can be. That's it. It was a good faith inquiry, okay? So right. I'm asking these questions. I'm trying to really get to know where her values are on these issues. And then as I do that, um, and I'm in a really kind of objective place at this point in the season, election night party. Her dear friends of 20 and 30 years, respectively, respectfully, uh, Luann and Sonia come to my apartment, and they are the ones that bring the narrative of Ramona only posted you on her Instagram to look like she wasn't racist. They said that, David, not me. They brought the narrative of, oh, yeah, now she's bringing around this other black woman, Bershawn Shaw, to kill a narrative that she has a problem with black people. Did I say that? Because I wouldn't know that about Ramona. Right? Right. They said that. I see the wheels connecting. Right? But they that was never even unpacked from a fan base point of view. Like, I actually did not introduce a narrative of Ramona having a race problem. That wasn't me. That pre-existed me. That has been going on with Roni for eons. She's not, by the way, the only one. Okay? By a long shot. Casual racism and microaggressions lived abundantly on the franchise and many other Housewives franchise, which is part of why this kind of renaissance of of inclusion and literally integrating these casts is happening right now in real time. And we're not the only ones challenged by it. We see it in Beverly Hills with Garcelle and Crystal as well. The difference is you had, what, seven or eight Housewives over there, friends of, there was other things to pad to soften the landings of these otherwise stark moments as well. We didn't have it. We had five housewives total, including me, who was not going to shy away from my kind of energy around any of this shit. Um, And then you had... COVID. COVID. And I think you also had an executive decision, and I'm not condemning production here, but I'm just going to tell the truth. I don't give a damn who knows it. That made a decision that said that we're going to make the primary 
storyline of this season, this tension, conflict, and hopeful resolution around race, our central storyline for season 13 of Roni. And I think they did it with a real goodwill intention. And I think there was an underestimation as to how troubling that would be and difficult for an audience to receive it. Um, because there was tons of other stuff that was filmed, and all the women say this in all their interviews. I got my lips done for the first time um, season 13. Did you know that? I did not. Because it didn't make the cut. I've never had my lips done. I've never had anything I've done. I've had my whole forehead See, done. See, I've, 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 I've never had, had a needle on my really? face. Um, and Leah's fucking ass talked me into it. I'm just kidding. No, it was, and it was fun. It was a great, fun scene. She had a dermatologist over, Dr. Rita. Shout out to Dr. Rita. Um, and, and it was great. And the dogs were playing. It was great. And it didn't make it. And that's fine. They made it. This It's tons of footage that doesn't make the show. But my point is, when people want to say, like, we're used to our housewives doing this and this and this. Honey, I, I gave them that. Because that's a part of me, too. That's probably why I was cast. Because I am those things, too. Those stereotypical vein and, you know, a little this and a little of that. And, you know, a big personality. I'm, that, I'm all of that. But there was a, an editorial decision, a storytelling decision that says that we're going to hyper-focus on this. Do you think that decision was... Well, what do you... I mean, I have... Thoughts? Two, what are your two thoughts? subcategories. Well, I was going to say I could see that being this is what's going on in the world. And I think so. And people are crying out for diversity. And so here... I don't know if it was because of you, you know what I mean? I that this was, was your, yeah. you know, you've been studying this since seven. And I just yeah. think that was their narrative. In general, they hit the jackpot with you. Like you said, you're pretty, you're into the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. But this also is your thing. Real so I think yes. That decision was made because of the world. But I mean, I wonder, I wonder, is it also because of Ramona? Is it also because... This narrative, which has not to me, nothing to do with you. Right. It's the fans. The fans have been, the, the viewers have been saying exactly. for years and years and years, Ramona this, Ramona that, Ramona this. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, wait a second, we have the perfect housewife exactly. who to challenge with this. Exactly. And she's comical when she gets in. And yes. So and she's, this she's, is the she's, tension. She's, she's pretty and she's um, really patient, actually. Very right. patient, very... Not the kind of black woman, which, trust me, I know plenty of them, I'm sure you do too, that the minute Ramona said one crossword, like, bitch, it's popping. Um, had the patience, had the um, the temperament to really kind of have, even the health conscious, which actually I don't think was that much racial, as much as I thought it was just a lack of humanity for these people that do very important work. We're seeing it right now in real time with the recent comment from our new mayor, Eric Adams. Who the fuck are you to call somebody low skills, right? Like, right. It, you know, so I, yeah. I, my point in that is I give it from all sides, you know. Um, and then even that, Ramona, in the confessional, you know, I didn't mean anything by it, but I see her point. Like, there was a lot of growth, actually, in Ramona that I think, again, unfortunately, because of the machine and her inability to kind of manage that um, was undone, you know. Do you think the producers had this narrative, though, because of Ramona, almost like the existing housewife? It's, you know what I mean? It's I like, think they would have felt remiss not to take advantage of coming across and casting, like you said, the perfect housewife, which is why I think I was brilliantly cast, contrary to some folks' opinions. Um, this perfect housewife that is uniquely positioned to take on the challenges of Ramona and anybody else on the cast, quite frankly, because I want to be clear, I don't think Ramona's the only person that has challenge when it comes to some of these socially conscious notes. Um, but maybe specifically Ramona, because she brought the most noise to it. Um, and, and, and 
create, I think, what, what everybody thought was going to be a very kind of interesting, compelling content story. And, and again, go through the evolution. I don't think they set Ramona up to fail. I'll tell you that. I think they picked me and picked this whole thing because they thought it was going to be a nice bow on the, you know, Raptor ending. And it kind of was. Right. Until it aired. <laughs> until, until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. So we started with the third category where your castmates thought you were, you know, slanting or things that were upsetting them in interviews. And then yeah. they... Challenging them. I was challenging them. Double down. Yeah. Did that then start... Do you, did you see that getting worse in interviews from your castmates when this whole ratings thing now came into play? Of course. Because this goes back to what I just said. It's really all about the Benjamins. One hundred percent. Because right? now you have three housewives that are making, you know, seven million dollars. Yeah, like like we, we all know that exactly. Right. So, so this is now not anymore. Right. This so is now, now have, nobody gave a sh- like at this point. Yeah, no one's really giving a shit about your social conscious at work or agenda. Evan, get the fuck out of here, bitch. We have bills to pay. This you is know? one million dollars, and it might be going away. And I get it. And I totally get it. I'm not aligned with it. But game recognized game, and I can get and understand it. Which is why I don't take it personally. It's not about me. It's not like, oh, I just hate Ebony K. Williams. I hate anything that is a threat to my bottom line and my ability to further work in the space. I get it. Right. I get it. It's just not my problem. Right. Right. Like, because that's where I think there was like a little disconnect is I think there was some element of you understand this, right? You're a businesswoman. Of course I am. Of course I understand. Not my issue. Not my issue. Your issue. Not my issue. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I've been telling you guys for a few weeks about these amazing Nebula 9, basically vodka in a can. They're ready to drink cocktails. Then I want to know which is your favorite. Come on, you've had several weeks to try these out, guys. My favorite's the Great Beyond, but I wonder if yours is the same or if you like Moscow Mule, the Pineapple Passion Fruit Paradise, or the Palmy Blue Cosmo better. 
Forget having to like mix drinks at home or make your own drink. These are literally like you open the can and you drink. And the best thing, each can is equal to two shots of vodka. Of course, drink responsibly, but how great is that? Also, it's the summer and I need to keep my summer body going. So there's no sugar added, which I love. They're made with real fruit juice and the taste is just so damn good. One of the best things for me about the Nebula 9 ready to drink cocktails, they come right to your front door. You can drink them at home or take them on the go. So listen, order yours at nebula9vodka.com and use promo code VELVET for 10% off your order. You can thank me later. Of course, always drink responsibly. Must be 21 or older to purchase. That's nebula9vodka.com. Use promo code VELVET for 10% off and DM me and let me know what flavor is your favorite. Right. Did it go so far? I mean, did you get calls you know to hey of course it's me ramona luann are you there sonia on the other line okay i mean we have to have a talk here i mean was it oh that? well no there was no collective call although you know like girl listen like this no. is how this works no and i think i don't think that i would have complied because i'm not a complicit type of bitch but <laughs> i could have respected that more i think that would have had a little bit more integrity what you're suggesting which is a kind of almost a team meeting of sorts that says, okay, you're new here. We're, we're going to explain this to you in the sense as to, we can have our bickering and we can have our fights and we can have our whatever, but when the shit hits the fan, where we are all aligned and bought in is the financial interest and well-being of the show. And then I would have let them know, that's great, I'm not bought into it in that way, and this is where we have to part company. But it could have been better communicated and really transparent and clear. Instead, that didn't happen. And I think they had those talks amongst themselves. Um, and, you know, that's their prerogative. That's their right. I'm not going to be mad at that. So what happened instead of that? I think in the, in, they had those conversations amongst themselves. And, and I don't know that they were all involved, but I certainly know some were. And um, there was a, probably a little bit of a decision to, I don't know, ice me out maybe. You know, I, I don't know. That's what I can presume from the way it kind of went down. And um, and do you think that was all four? No. No. Three? Yeah. My, the one person that was not involved? I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, I just know, I just know who I'm still in a relationship with and who I'm not. <laughs> you know, like, that's all I know. And again, I don't, I don't spend my time, David, because I'm not... A petty bitch. I'm not an uh, an immature woman. So this is ultimately business, and I know that some of the fans hate that, and I understand why because I'm a day one Housewives fan where it really was vintage. You know, the networks and cameras really parachuting in on authentically existing friend circles or at least social circles, and it was the best. Of course, it was. We're way past that, but we're way past that. That's the thing. It, it, that model. That model has long expired. Okay, because here's the reality. The network has has exhausted the people that were in those authentic worlds. And they either brought them on and it did work or didn't, or they passed on those people. Okay? Um, so here we are. So yeah. here we are. This is right? how it works. So this is the new format. Listen, right? I think of it like a business too. People are like, I'm like, I can't get emotional about anything I see on the TV. I, I just know too much. If you, we are, we, and, and that's the thing. So now it's a business and, and you see even with the new generations, whether it's um, Salt Lake City or, you know, whatever, um, they're doing really phenomenally well, but they're kind of of the new vein. 
You know, they are being cast in this similar way. Um, so I think it's time for people to let go of some of that nostalgia of like wanting the old school Jill and, and Ramona on the tennis court day. It's simply not coming back. Never. And by the way, it's even if you, back. and I, I'm all for bringing back vintage housewives, like I, you know, Jill, Dorinda's particularly, like whatever, great, Bethany, awesome, amazing, bring them all back, Kelly Vince Vaughn, give a fuck. I think we should have 20 housewives on New York, quite frankly. But, um, everybody's famous now, too. That's the other quiet secret nobody wants to say out loud. These women are not zany, kooky, Upper East Side, um, anonymous people. They're hugely fucking famous and very important. And so they're moving differently. Yeah. You mean the people that are on? Yes! Yeah. Yes! And and that's that's impacting it, you know, for better or worse. So some of that... Um, unawareness or da da da. It's it's gone now because the stakes are too high to be unaware. Yeah, you know when it's like a million dollars or just you'll do what. Yes, it's so so that's the thing. So you know, I think that's a little bit of what people saw. It wasn't just you know a black woman and white women. What you're seeing is a woman who's very differently incentivized into her reason for being a part of this than my castmates. You're seeing a woman who comes from a television production background in a very different way than my castmates. You see a woman who was like, I will do this, but only on my terms by way of like authentically engaging with you. So this like need for you to like make a moment or like, we're making a TV show. I don't bitch. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm a TV show. Like I really have a lot of confidence in that. Meaning like I've been on TV in some capacity since I was six, you know, um, I, I, I don't, I don't have any insecurity, David, about my ability to be compelling when a camera is front of in front of me. So I don't have any desire to up the ante. Do you think they were shocked? Because, I mean, this could have been anyone. Even if it yes. wasn't a black woman, it's like every year, you don't know what the new person's going to do. I mean, 100%. I know you think it could be like an indoctrination and sure. like, honey, this is how it works. Right. And, you know, even though you're making your 100000 and they're making their million. Right, but, right. You know, but it could have... So, I mean, do you think they were shocked? Like, 100%. Like, she ain't playing over here. I think they were shocked, and I think they were um, just really uncomfortable. And by the way, it makes sense why they would be. I also, and actually you saw Leah talk about this a little bit in this um, Salem episode, where it's like, not only is she, you know, whatever, black, blah, 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 she has a very different personality than these women you're used to, including, you know, she was saying herself. She's like, when Tinsley came, I mean, Tinsley was getting hazed by the veteran housewives till her last day. Literally. Yes. And I love Tinsley. Um, but she was. I mean, you could even see it. She was. If, 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 like, I remember watching this. They did an episode of the Today Show. It was like, I don't know if it was maybe Sonia and Ramona and Tinsley. But, I mean, my God. I mean, the girl, like, you could tell she was so, I don't know. She just wasn't, she didn't feel free is what I witnessed as a journalist. I, I, I huh. saw a young woman who is in her mid-40s and, you know, very wealthy and, you know, has all the things but didn't feel free to kind of go toe-to-toe um, with these women in that way. During this interview on the Today uh-huh. Show. And this was an interview on the Today Show. This isn't even the show. Um, and so and you saw, so we, of course, saw it all, all you know, of her seasons on the show. And then, you know, there was Leah, who I think g- gave a lot more toe-to-toe-ness. But still, as she admitted, you know, kind of let them punk her a bit. And I'm not having any of it. And by the way, they could have been from Nigeria. They could have been the Real Housewives of fucking Nigeria, Laos. Uh, I'm I'm not having it because of my background. So this isn't just about the black woman thing. This is how I grew up. This is um, my childhood. 
this is how hard I've had to work and how much I've had to overcome to get to where I am in this world, David, I'm not going to be hazed by nobody. So I don't give a fuck about your seven-figure check or how long you've been an OG or owe this bitch by. So, yeah. <laughs> well, to that point, you see my wheels turning. I mean, yeah. I never thought of this before, but right. So, I mean, I guess it would have been the same if, you know, Ebony moved down south and started Atlanta? Atlanta sure. or Potomac. Sure, of course. I mean, in the sense that, yes. And I mean, you know, I make it a habit now to discuss, you know, the, the housewives of other cities because I got my, enough shit to talk about with these <laughs> women I'm on the show with. But... Absolutely. You know, and there's, I will say there's like casual connection with me and some of the other housewives in different cities. And I'm sure if they were ever freely speaking about it in an interview, they would affirm what I'm telling you. Affirm what? That you're not gonna. I'm not fucking with nobody when it comes to this. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) No, I mean. And I think you believe that. I think you desperately believe that. I do. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what you, we talked about during our first chat where Mm -hmm. you said. And I don't know what my question was that, you know, you're, you want to remain authentically yourself. Yeah. That's this whole process. The second time you came on, I asked mm-hmm. and you said you did. And I mm-hmm. believe that, you know, the goal wasn't money. Well, I mean. It couldn't be. You're implying you got your 100000 which is yeah. what Carol got instead of your sixty. But, yeah. right. That's, and it was the same analysis of what Carol said. Like, it was just, you know, not. It was just principle. Because, like, what are you going to do with $40,000? I mean, you're going to pay bills, to be clear. Right. But it wasn't like a make or break. It was just the principle of I have a rate in this business, right? And, like, at some point, we have to just honor that. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. Like, you didn't come on for the money. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be a million dollars eventually, but you came on for this higher Yeah, but again, purpose. even that, like, million dollars, like, God is good and, you know, I want to be crass here. I, I got a lot of avenues to a very healthy income. Right. And it, I'm not going to have to wait, you know, for a 10-year rony cycle to get there. You know? That is what it is. And that's just what it is. You know? And that's a good thing. I think people should be really happy that there are some people in this universe that, are, that don't have that, um, you know, for lack of a better term, that kind of desperation around, like, this is the only... I have to play this game in a very dirty way in order to be able to... Um, what do you call it, kind of realize that level of financial security. Right. You know, because that's when you get a Kathy Hilton, actually. That's when you get somebody who's completely un, kind of uh, manipulated by the machine because her stakes are so pure. Completely. To me, those are the this best housewives. The ones 100%. that are, so, are, are, is, I'm not saying not late Bethany, but when you get early Bethany, it's the to me, because it's so pure. She hasn't, she's playing with house money. She doesn't have to be concerned with what she looks like, uh, you know, da, da. she is just getting it any way she knows how. Those are the purest housewives to me. Right. No, I mean, Kathy was authentic. Mm-hmm. I don't know any housewife that can go on a cast trip and say, I'm not filming, I'm staying in bed today. Yeah. They're just probably and, like, and leave it Kathy even alone. be its own moment. And even yeah. her doing that. Be its own kind of, that's real as shit. Moment. I mean, I don't understand what the alternative was. You, yeah. Kathy, would have said, I'm going home then. Goodbye. Literally. Yeah. The cameras, bye. Bye. I, I, don't, I don't care. Because I, right. I don't need it. That's the I don't offense, need it right? in that same way. Right. Yeah. So, I don't think anyone listening is shocked to find out that you don't speak to Ramona or Luann. But I think, I mean, 
And it's not, by the way, I want to be, like, really, like, what do you call it, like, um, fair here and super transparent. Lou and I exchanged Happy Holiday Texas, so it's not like a, I hate you, bitch. It's not that. It's just, like, let's call a thing a thing. We're not sitting around going shopping together. That's just not the nature of our relationship. Right. That's all. That makes sense. But you also don't speak to Leah, and I think people might In that way, yeah. But you'd speak, you'd touch base with her. No, not particularly. And again, it's not beef. Like, at least I don't have any ill will towards Leah McSweeney. I, 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 from what I got to enjoy of Leah directly, and, and it, there was a time where Leah and I were talking multiple times a day, every most like days of the week. And it was very clear, you know, that that even intensified once we stopped filming. You know, we 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 had a really close connection at one point in time. Um, and then like all normal relationships, David, you, the more you experience and know and, 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 and circumstances kind of impact it, we were true to those circumstances and found ourselves at a place where it's like, I, I get it. We just are kind of differently positioned around some of these issues and we have to move authentically according to that. Right, which I'm okay with that. Yeah. But is it like, did, is was Leah similar to like Ramona and Luann in the sense, okay, there's not a million dollar check, but in the sense of like my future on the show and how I am represented to the public now doesn't align with you, I guess? That was my experience. That was my experience. And I, again, don't take that personally. I think some of that backlash that some fans were giving her is kind of unfounded. Like, Leah McSweeney doesn't owe me shit. Like, you know, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, we didn't know each other before we shot this show. You know, she literally does not owe me anything, nor do I owe her anything. Right. And I think that's another kind of unspoken dynamic in the broader universe of housewives that people don't really accept. We don't really owe each other anything. No, and you're not... Right? Friends. I mean, yeah. a lot of... And it, by the way, even if we were best fucking friends, this is my integrity here, David. Like, I've got two best friends, Christina Jackson, Scott, and Michelle Sublet. I've been best friends with them 28 and 20 years, respectively. Right. Great stories about both of them. We'll talk about that next time. Anyway, it could have been Christina or Michelle that, you know, are like blood sisters to me. And if we found ourselves that diametrically opposed, kind of position-wise, on these issues, we would have found ourselves in the same space. So it's not about, that's not my friend. I don't align myself with somebody based off the notion of friendship. That's just not how I roll. I align myself on these issues based off these issues, right? And then when it's beyond that, then maybe we could have had a friendship outside of like the housewife things, but, but it wasn't developed enough for that. Right. Yeah. So with Leah, just stay on Leah just for a second, and then we can move on if you want. Like, was it... You know, the public, wait, I'm Leah and I see the public is turning on Ebony or whatever. And I, right? Because to me, where I was, the public, I think, says, oh, Leah and Ebony are best of friends in the mm. beginning. And then there was the ratings and the public sure. and OGs. Sure. And, I mean, do you feel like whether she owes you anything or not, yeah. whether you can understand it, was it like Leah's like, oh, you know, the non-sinking ship is remote. Like, who, who I, would have I would Ramona say the lifeboat to hold on to. I would say that is a reasonable conclusion, David. I think that that you know, kind of a, an objectively reasonable person could look at the way that shit was playing out. Um, ratings are down. That's a variable. Um, 
the public's having a very visceral reaction to Ebony, that's a variable. Um, three of these women have been on this show successfully for 10 to 13 years, respect, respectively. That's a variable. If I continue to proceed accordingly, this can have a massive positive um, impact on my life and my child's life. That's a variable. And make a decision accordingly. Yes. 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 I would. That's very reasonable to me, by the way. It is reasonable per se. Like, but you're not at the least bit upset. Upset? No. I can. That like is you, hand you to God. I'm not upset at all. I beyond get it. I can't align myself with it. Right. But I get it. I get it. I get it completely, but if I were you, I don't know if I would get it. That's just, I mean, not you, but just me. Like, I know when, like, yeah. people that I'm, like, very second, pragmatic. Like, you me on, you no, went, I'm just, I really? get it. I, and maybe when, when I was younger, maybe, I just, because of what I know about the business. Now, this is bigger than Bravo and Housewives. Just the, yeah. the business. Sometimes in life, you get one shot at something like this. So, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I do. I really do. I get it. And I swear to God, I wish her well. I wish... Um, her daughter well, and, 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 you know, I know, you know, we did have enough conversation to know, like, I know some of the aspirations Leah has for herself and her family, and I, I expect to see them come true. She's a hardworking young lady, and um, I wish her the best. That's nice. No, it's true, though. It really is. Like, she's, she, like, she doesn't have a ton of support. I mean, she has a lovely family, but she's doing a lot by herself as a single mom. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't play with that. I, I get, that's what I'm saying. When I say I get it, I have to say, I get it. It's just really diametrically opposed to the work that I'm doing. So I can't be aligned in it in that way. But I fucking get it. Do you think that then, like, Ramon and Luann and Leah fucking get it when it comes to you? You know what I mean? Like, no, this is wouldn't. you. This yeah. is you. Um, so, like, well, let me, let me you know what I mean? Like, they've so got hasty. their agenda, but you have yours. And so, being like, don't they're like, okay... Like, that's just her. It's nothing. I'm going to tell you who does get it. Like, you didn't come in and say, I'm going to take down Ramona. Right. No. No, 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 no. Um, and in fact, I was very vocal about that, as you know, I think even in our discussion. Like, there was a calling for me to do that from certain segments of the fan and even other housewives. I don't play that shit. I don't do your fucking dirty work. You want to take Ramona down, bitch, get an apple and you take her down. You know, yeah. was my answer to that. Um, I was very, and remain very open to evolution. I don't I just don't believe in static positioning. I don't believe in what's the saying? I don't I don't have permanent enemies or permanent friends. I have permanent interests. That is the most truthful thing I can say about me, David. I have permanent interests. That makes sense. And so to the day that even as uh, when some of this shit was going on, Ramon and I had a beautiful ish dinner um um at uh Avra. Um, which also made news. Right. Um and it was productive. We were able to have the same kind of dialogue about the dead grandmothers and the, you know, we actually talked it through and got to a really nice place of, of resolution. Um, and then more press and, you know, this is the, the round and round we go. Right. right? But, but there's no permanency for me um, in terms of enemies or friends. Only interests. What about with Sonia? Because you said... So, Sonia is, for me, the only one that I can say definitively I know gets it. And when I say that, I don't mean to overstate the situation. I mean, so, again, Sonia's not the next Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, nor would she pretend to be. But right. what Sonia 
has said to me directly in conversation, I don't think she would mind me sharing this. This was when we were airing, and you know, we just and we don't talk a, a ton. Again, I don't want to overstate my friendship with Sonia Morgan, um, but it's it, what it is is consistent and really like two grown women that just kind of know how to tell the truth to each other, maybe a little better than me and some of the other women, and even I think some of the women to themselves. Um, so Sonia calls me, and we're just talking in general. Um, this was several months ago now, probably five. And she's like, you know, I get it. She literally said those words. She said, I get it. You're a young black woman of a, of a, of a lighter complexion even. Like that's how kind of much she gets it. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I've talked about it on some other platforms, but I want to talk about it here because that's a part of why I do this work, my light skin privilege. She's like, you're a lighter skinned black woman who's deeply educated on this shit, has done it her whole life, and you're invited on a global platform that's bringing a spotlight to this, this particular year. I get it. She said, but now that we've got that clear, I get it, you get me, now we get to like do more. I said, that's exactly it. And that's actually what Sonia was trying to say that night in Salem, where the day my grandmother died and, you know, it ended up being this conversation about like whether or not there was a lot of large spirits or not. But, but, but before all that, the, the, you know, the beats, you know how we're giving our beats. The, that, the beat was, Sonia, let the women know that you and Ebony were able to go to Philadelphia with a matchmaker friend yeah. of mine, Devin Simone, love you, um, and have a really beautiful, fun fucking girls' day, like two teenagers. It wasn't all rooted in, you know, black liberation and white privilege and da 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 Not that those things aren't important, but, like, that just wasn't the nature of our trip because Sonia and I had already seen each other on that. Right. And so we were able to then move on to all the other aspects of our womanhood and our new friendship and our interests and Sonia was trying to tell that to the women and just went off fucking track. But that is why Sonia, for me, was the most, was the safest space and the one I could feel most trusted because I knew she saw me. She understood my agenda, if you will. She says, listen, she, she, you know, and I think this is part, you know, because of, I, I was privileged, this episode didn't air, but Sonia did a, um, friends' family dinner during the season and, and I was actually the only housewife that was there with her and her actual like friend group. Okay. And I met like a ton of Sonia's really close like lifetime friends uh, and almost exclusively uh, gay men and Miss um, she took her psychic who's been uh, Roberta yes. who's been on some old episodes. Miss Roberta was super fun. Um, and I just was brought into Sonia's world. When you see Sonia's real world, these are people that have very aligned values. And, and know what it's like to be invisible in spaces of social hierarchy. And it just was a dynamic. Um, so, yeah. That makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. To the complexion part. Yes. Um, I am not by any stretch the lightest black woman in America. So I don't want to get that twisted. But I do have some level of privilege as it relates to what I look like. Um, in terms of a proximity and a palatableness that says that what I look like as a black woman is perhaps more comfortable and acceptable um, than some other black people in the space. And I would be so ignorant and lazy and remiss to not acknowledge that that is at least a variable and a factor as to me being cast on this platform. And if I'm the first black woman on this show and I have some level of privilege and I don't use that for productive good, I'm complicit in the supremacy. And I'm simply put a piece of shit to me. So that's a part of the work. 
that's all that makes sense. It's yeah. all interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I yeah. certainly never thought of that. No, but, but Sonya mean, did. Isn't really, that interesting? That is I interesting. did not, hand to God, I did not tip her hand on that. She or somebody in her world helped her put two and two together. And so for her to mirror that to me and like see my soul in that way and kind of huh. get my obligation to it in in that context, that was fucking powerful to me. And you think that is possible, you know, not, of course, what, but like that just subconsciously or subconsciously is in part why you were cast as the chosen one or no, uh, I mean, nothing I, to do with that. Oh, of course it was part of it. I mean, it's all part of it. And right. I'm just like, it's not an accident. And I'll say this, every woman on my cast is beautiful. That's right. not an accident. Like they're not casting toads to be no. housewives. They're not. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just not. not. Most of the, um, and if, this is now like franchise why all the cities, you know, everybody has a nice body. Everybody, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a, there's an aesthetic. Yes. There's an aesthetic. And I know Potomac gets into the colorism of it all. And again, I'm not going to go there because that's their show, but it's a thing. I'm not, this isn't coming out of left field. Right. You know? Go Sonya, right? Yeah. And again, you know, I don't want to put too much on Sonya. I want to make her a target, but I I think it should be known that this wasn't, to me, it wasn't Sonya saying, I'm going to play the woke older housewife. This is Sonya just living her truth based off of who is around her. And again, once I saw the men around her, I had the privilege of spending one afternoon with her daughter Quincy off camera. Like, it makes sense while Sonia moves like Sonia moves to me. Interesting. Yeah. And that's also why, and you go back to that first episode of um, Watch What Happens Live after the premiere, Andy asked me which housewife I felt most intellectually compatible with. And I said, Sonia. And people were like really shitty about it. Fuck you guys. Y'all don't really know Sonia. Would be my retort to that. Right. I do remember that on Watch What Happens. Yeah. One housewife has sent me a really exceptional social thought theory book, and it was Sonia. Really? Yes. Miss Morgan is deeper than we know. Much deeper. And 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 that's not to take away from her zaniness and fun and sexy, kooky, strong right. shit. You could be bald. And that's the thing. And I, I think, you know, to people that talk about the pivot, that's the pivot. The pivot is not, let's turn Housewives into a, 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 a an AFAM studies class. Make no mistake about it. The pivot is making space for more. Well, speaking about more, what is going on? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, CBS? No. Oh, uh, before okay. we get to CBS, I'm talking about, I mean, I think there's just a lot. Well, listen, I, I know because I get asked. Now, I, I'll tell you what I know in Yeah, what second. do you know? Because you, you might know more than me. No, there's, I don't know more than you. But, right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people are, you know, week after week, month after month. I don't know if people get it. I'm curious to hear. But, I mean, so you, you haven't heard anything. Oh, not a peep. Not, not, and none of us have. None of us have. And, and to me, it's a good sign. You know, I, I don't uh, what's it? Slow, slow news is good news, I think. In this sense, I have no idea... Uh, if I will be invited back, if I would like to participate with the circumstances, that I'd take me out of it. What I think that the slowness of whatever Roni's fate is, is transpiring means, that is, it's being taken really seriously. Um, 
they're really looking at what worked and what didn't work. I think they're looking at Orange County. Well, okay, so Ebony, I mean, that really, everyone's listening and they're like, the two of you should have just shut the hell up and cut to this part because this is what, this is what keeps people up at night. <laughs> like, where is Roni? So yeah. you, you, you haven't heard. I've not heard a peep. No, no one has. Um, the only thing I know is what is out there that, that is actually true, which is there was a robust casting for New Housewives, which has been completed. Um, and I I, 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 I I can't see a scenario where Roni is not back in full force. I think this is a, like, the heartbeat, one of the heartbeats of the Roni, uh, of the Real Housewives franchise David, and I think that the network and uh, and Andy specifically, quite frankly, if I can say, take Roni personally and seriously. And I think they're going to do everything in their power to bring it back to its like most spectacular glory. And I think they're going to take a cue from Orange County's kind of reboot in terms of what I think is being lauded as a very successful, like I think people felt like Orange County was kind of on its last leg. And now there's a lot of energy around it. And I think that there's going to be some, and same with um, Miami, not that it was, I I think it should have never been canceled, but it's going amazing. And so I think that people are going to see, like, what's the, with the cocktail of veterans, some newbies, and like, twist, like plot twists. So you 100% think it's coming back? 100%. Now, I know as well, I specifically know many people who have been contacted. Now, yes, I do too. <laughs> okay, yes. So, yes and yes, you do think it's coming back. Do you, I mean, listen, you, you're not you're not Andy, I'm not Andy, no. so I, this is no inside information, but who do you think is coming back? I will say this, I think at least one of my current castmates is coming back in a full-time capacity, possibly two. Listen, possibly all of us, but, you know, I, I, I would say at least one is kind of like in a full-time capacity, um, and I think maybe one other as a um, friend. So I think you'll see the majority of who you saw last season on this season. I think uh, you're going to see, I think you're going to see Dorinda. I, rec- I really do. You do? I don't know that. I have no tea. I, I really don't, so I don't want to, you know, eat shit here. But, yeah, I do. I really do, just instinctually. Um, and I... Which, which OG do you think is coming back full-time? No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can make the case for all three, you know? And I can see a scenario where all three are back. I really could. And you really think we're going to see Dorinda? Yeah, I really do. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's necessarily the only kind of veteran return. Who else do you think will say? It depends on how big the check they want to write is. You think they're going to give Bethany $5 million? Stranger things have happened. I, I, there could be a, a kind of Hail Mary situation where it's like, let's just go real fucking big or go home. I, I don't think that's completely off the table, personally. I would agree personally with that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to do the Heather if, Dubrow... That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to just go all... Like, if you just want to, like, say, fuck it. Right. Like, like either we cancel it or like we just like give it everything we've got. That's what I would do. Let me. That's what I would say I would do. I would actually bring back Bethany. I'll write a big fat ass check. I'd bring back Dorinda. I'd bring back Sonia. I'd actually bring back Ramona. I would. Um, I I think there's a space for Lou because I just think that Countess energy is just always going to play well. 
Um, not saying I wouldn't bring back Leah. Um, I just think that, you know, that would be a plot twist kind of move. And then I think there's at least two, like, brand new faces we've never seen before. I don't necessarily think they need to be young. Um, I kind of agree with Carol's take on that. Like, there, there, there's, there's, it, it's more about life experience. It's about interesting new experience versus, like, you don't have to be 35 to bring the shits, you know? I would agree. Now, as we get kicked out of this room, literally, and we wrap up, because we're going to have to do another one of these, because I could talk about this. The, I, you threw me through a loop with Dorinda, but the one thing I want to say before we wrap up is, like, I think like a producer, as do you, and I completely agree with that, that mm-hmm. if you are not going to cancel this, and if you're like, this is a major network, mm-hmm. it is a major show, and you want to save this, there is no Heather Dubrow option other than $5 million to Bethany Frankel. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. You can go down. Jill Zarin, no. It's, 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 it's dated. You know, KKB. It's, I love my KKB. It's, I do it's too. Not happening. It's yeah, not happening. and maybe a couple of appearances, right? Right. Like, actually, ran into her really randomly in the village, and it was really kooky, fun energy. But, but like, love Bethany or not, that is what is going to drop the bomb on this franchise. And where she is now, and you know, it, it just could all be very interesting. And where she would be, like, with the OGs and the newbies, and the it could all just be very interesting. I agree. We're gonna do this again, Ebony. You have been great. Where can love everyone you. follow you online? I, I, um, I love I'm, you. I'm just like an old bitch that's on Instagram all the time. Ebony K. Williams. as one word. I appreciate it. This is, see, when we're in a studio, we get kicked out. Yeah, but listen, we've talked. We've got to talk more about the future. We've got to talk we more about did. CBS and Survivor. Yeah, right? we've got a whole lot to talk about. We're going to do this again. We will. Very Maybe soon. in a few weeks. Maybe. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.